Hello, my name is Philip Cloutier, President and CEO of Cartier Resources, with the ticker symbol ECR listed on the Toronto Stock Ventures Exchange. Cartier Resources explores in the Quebec portion of the Abitibi Greenstone Belt, uh, namely in two areas, the uh, what is now known as the Windfall Emerging Mining District, and with a flagship asset also on the uh, Larder Lake Cadillac Fault, which is uh, our flagship and uh, the one that's working towards a PEA. Thank you. Good introduction. Good to meet you for the first time. How are you? I'm very fine, and you? Yeah, yeah, all good. Thanks. Now you've had a number of meetings. Um, you've had a number. You've done a number of interviews with Matt, haven't you, over the uh, yep. over the, the past months, year perhaps? Um, could you just give us a kind of? Uh, you, you put out some news on uh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, drilling from Benoit, but can you just perhaps before we get into that, could you give us a kind of an overview of where you where you've you know the year so far and where you got to? And what, what, first of all, let's let's see what you what you've done, and then we'll yep. go, go on to about what happens next. Absolutely. Uh, 2021, what we, we started the year by delivering a maiden resource estimate on the Benoit property and then moved into a, a diamond drill program. We also delivered a third resource estimate on our flagship Chimo Mine project, uh, where we chalked up uh, 2 million ounces in the indicated and inferred category. And uh, throughout all of that, we we're also working on internal engineering studies on that Chimo mine project to get us to the PA level. Then we also acquired 100% of the Fenton deposit, which we had until then currently shared with the government, 50-50. And and then we also um, were able to deliver two joint ventures, one on our Dolier gold project just south of Shibugamu, and one on our Wilson uh, gold project in the Urban Barry Belt. So it's been a, a quite busy year for us. Uh, drilling, resource estimates, joint ventures. And we're wrapping it up this year by launching yet another uh, diamond drill program on the newly acquired Fenton project and advancing on the PEA that should be delivered in Q1 2022. So that's a broad overview. Great. Thank you very much. Um, I didn't realize you're going to be drilling Fenton this year. Um, so, so are you going to be able to start drilling Fenton this year? Or are you going to go into no, next we're, year? we're actually, we've done the line cutting. We've done the uh, orientation geophysics. And the, once we get those results, we'll be drilling maybe February, hopefully by February, 2022. And as, as the press release, on, and that was a press release on Monday, the one on Friday was about uh, Benton, uh, Benoit results. Uh, all in all, we had a thirty. We had started the year with a thirty thousand meter diamond drill program, and uh, it was quite difficult and slow progress. The deposit itself, the maiden resource estimate that we put out, is underneath a lake, and so um, and, and we had two diamond drill crews: one diamond traditional diamond drilling crew, and then one directional driller uh, crew. The, and the holes had to be drilled from the, uh, the side of the lake. And therefore, the engineering of, that, of those holes, which we thought would go quite well, is a bit more difficult. Um, for instance, the Fenton program will be 200-meter holes, 200, 250-meter holes. Well, when you're, when you're doing a 1,500-meter hole, as we, we just did on Benoit, we actually did two, um, that the first 200 or 300 meters are crucial. And so it was a lot more slower, a lot more complex. We built a camp on the Benoit um, site on, by the lake 
that was, I'd like to say COVID proof. We had strict protocols. Uh, we didn't want the drillers going in and out of town. Uh, we also built a, um, um, a temporary telecommunications tower because we had to have all the directional drilling or the orientation surveys in the whole relayed to our office here in Valdor so that we could do real-time um, decision-making to have the directional drillers go into the hole and turn the hole. So all in all, it was complex drilling, a lot slower than we anticipated, a bit more expensive. However, we did see what we wanted to see. The system beneath the Benoit deposit is there. Uh, a lot of sulfide stringers and alteration. However, the grades that we had at surface, we could not repeat at depth. So a classic technical success. Oh, yeah. The technical success for sure. Because, well, part of the program was to make sure that what was seen at surface had legs and continued at depth and therefore would motivate us to do the eastern and western geophysical anomalies. So, yeah, really sexy looking rock. Unfortunately, you know, ubiquitous, very low uh, smoke screen of, of, of low grade uh, gold. Um, and that was quite disappointing. The, the consolation is the consolation is that it's still wide open. There was historically, you know, we had delineated over 108 uh, geophysical anomalies and we barely tested uh, three. So, you know. A couple of quick questions about that. Um, how many holes did you drill? Um, how many pilot holes and how many kind of daughter holes? We, we drilled uh, 17 uh, drill holes in total on the project, two pilot holes. And of those two pilot holes, 11 branches. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and that covered a swath that was 350 meters in, in strike length below the deposit in two, uh, two cross cuts beneath that extension. Uh, the, 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 the one, the deepest one reaching 1300 meters at depth. And we were still seeing the stringer sulfides, but mostly pyrite. And what we had seen in 2014 was, you know, a higher component of calcopyrite in the stringers. And, and we had determined uh, with, a, with a bunch of thin section studies and, and uh, um, you know, XRF that, you know, the calcopyrite is responsible for concentrating the gold or it, its presence. It's does associated. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, mid August, we we're sort of suspecting that, yeah, I don't, even though it's slow drilling, we like what we see, but you know, we, we don't think this is going to be high grade. And so we kept at it and we were able to cut down from 30,000 meters to 17,000 meters and hence the leftover budget to go on to the next deposit, which was Fenton. God, it's, it's so disappointing, isn't it? When you, if you put yes, it together. Yeah. It is disappointing, Merlin, but um, in, in our business, if you fall in love with a project and you become stubborn and you just keep, you know, plugging away at it and, and not reading the signs properly. I think what, what we're going to do now with Benoit is we're going to wait for the balance of the assays because we, yeah. we, we do have assays coming in. We're going to step back, look at it, and, and find an alternative for this. Uh, but suffice to say, we still have, you know, $6.3 million in the bank, uh, 2.5 of that is earmarked for the Fenton program, which is going to be about 40 holes, a totally different dynamic, right? Um, because the Fenton deposit outcrops at surface. Lessons learned from the Benoit project will be employed, uh, you know, uh, moving forward and uh, growing the company. 
exploration is is a statistics game in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the statistics on exploration targets in Canada and Australia at the moment is one in 2,700 targets actually delivers. Um, yeah. Benoit is um, adding to that statistical set, that data set. Yeah. Well, you um, know what? It, it, it's, it's, it's all about identifying the right endowment. And in our case, all four of our projects uh, are projects that have high-grade gold intersections within broad. And when I mean broad, I mean 20 to 30 to 40 meter wide uh, mineralized and alteration zones. Something that where you could rapidly build ounces should you should the, the system continue to, to develop a depth. So once, you've, once you have the endowment, engineer your program to test if this thing could grow and then rapidly see if it can and, 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 and cut loose, cut bait if, if, if it doesn't evolve. At, on Chimo, we were quite successful. We went from zero to two million ounces in three years. Before we get onto Chimo, can we just talk quickly about Fenton? Um, yeah. You know, what are, what's the target there and what's, what are you hoping to, you know, what would constitute success in a drill hole there? Okay, on Fenton, until recently, we were not operators of the project. So yeah. we acquired the project 100% in, in April. From there, we repatriated all the, uh, the historical data, uh, had a look at it in the context of what we had, uh, what we had uh, the expertise we developed at Chimo and the recent experience at Benoit. And then we, we started to engineer a, a program that would respect the, the endowment that's present at Fenton. What we have at Fenton is um, you know, widespread um, dissemination and, and, and almost massive sulfides in some localities in a basalt. Um, and, and, and there's a very strong silica component associated to that. And, and the zones can be up to 20 or 30 meters wide. And the grades, the higher grades that we're reaching are like 40 to 50 grams per ton over two to three and maybe sometimes five meters within broader intersections that grade three to four grams over 27 to 30 meters. So we have a very interesting situation. The mineralization outcrops at surface. So we could, you know, we could eyeball it and understand it and, um, and, and, and understand the characteristics and, and, and the true target. So the geophysics that we're currently doing is designed to actually find uh, at depth what is seen at surface. And, and that's why we've reverted back to EM, infinitem, deep EM methods with various loops to, to couple the sulfide plates properly. This is in the, um, it's in a green, greenstone belt, is it? So yep. it's kind of bimodal or, or kind of um, uh, sediments and volcanics kind of alternating. It's, it's a mixed package and you're specifically focused on a basalt package. Exactly. It, well, the, the, the mineralized, the historic mineralized occurrence occurs entirely within the basalts. The project itself is, is, is surrounded by uh, the Monster Lake deposit, uh, the Windfall Lake deposit to the south, uh, the operating bachelor mine to the, to the west. Uh, so, and it's, it's crisscrossed by a mess of forestry roads. Um, and, and so there's, there's infrastructure present. Uh, it is a lot more remote than the Chimo project. But I mean, we're looking at a situation where, well, the guys are out there this week and, and they're spotting, you know, they're, 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 they're spotting the drill hole um, access roads and uh, they've just finished a channel sampling program. And then 
you know, from the channel sample results, from the geophysical results, we're going to complete the engineering of the program and hopefully get out there in February. And like I say, it's going to be quite unlike what we've done in the past four years, namely on Benoit Chimo, because very short holes. So, you know, once the hole is launched, I mean, you don't really have to over-engineer it. I mean, it, it's going to cross the target within a, a day or two shift, right? So. I mean, is it, it, it's, it's focused on structure and do the deposits that are nearby, are they also structure and basalt or, you know, what's the, uh, how, how is the local mineralization kind of manifest? Well, basically it's hydrothermal uh, sulfide deposition with uh, silica. There is an obvious longitudinal, possibly shear hosted uh, component but the higher grade mineralization also occurs where they're cross-cutting uh, almost at right angle structures. And these things develop as, you know, very tight shoots or, or cylinders. And so arguably we're seeing <clears throat> really high grades and then you'll step out 15 meters and then that thing drops off. So we have to have a global picture. And, and my, our main concern is identifying the target where we could generate ounces rapidly, ounces per vertical meter. We're not going to chase something, um, you know, um, down the just pencils because- Pencils going down. Exactly. That with the, well, if you have a, a whole bunch of these pencils concentrated, yeah, you could develop volume. What, what is also of concern is we, we were able, when we acquired the project, to add five claims to the Northeast, where there is a uh, drill indicated showing of 356 grams per ton. Uh, and that was, that wasn't very, that wasn't followed up a lot. So we have a, a, a very exciting year ahead of us, uh, evol you know, uh, advancing on Fenton, shallow dynamic drilling. And, and hopefully, obviously, uh, we're going to be a lot more, um, we're going to generate a lot more news flow on Fenton than we generate on Benoit lesson learned there. And, and, and we're parallel to that. Well, obviously there's going to be uh, a conclusion for the PEA that we're running on Chimo. Before we leave Chimo, sorry, before we leave Fenton, I'm afraid I've got one last question. Is, is, this a, is it a highly deformed area? I mean, are you, um, are, are these plunging chutes, are they the intersection of kind of two relatively undeformed planes or is it a, a folded package which has then been folded and, and, and got the, I mean, are, are you in a, in a mature Archean terrain? I mean, are, are these... We're, we're in the mercure arcane terrain. It's been overturned. We're seeing some transposition and some parasitic folding, uh, but the controls are, are relatively obvious. It's, it's from what we're seeing in the mag, what we're seeing in the core and at surface, these, these agglomerated pencil-shaped cylinders are controlled by a longitudinal uh, deposition of sulfides where it is cross-cut by, uh, by a, a, a cross-cutting feature structure right and and the, the 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 surface expression of the from the main fenton anomaly is can you give me rough dimensions well the it it, it is actually seen the sulfide bearing uh there's three corridors they're actually seen over three kilometers long uh it, it is currently exposed at surface through many trenches over 350 meters long and so uh, on either side of the surface expression of of or the surface trenching there's very little diamond drilling or, or trenching done. And so, and yet there are prominent geophysical anomalies and there are a few outcrops where uh, we were getting grabs of, you know, in the order of 40 to 50 uh, grams per ton. We've only recently pieced together all the historical information. 
with the Cartier signature, you know, um, filters. And so we're quite excited about the, the you know, the, the new geo program. Um, just can, can you give me kind of a, not perhaps the best trench sample you've got, but kind of, uh, a, you know, uh, an average or kind of a good trench across, uh, you know, what are you looking at? You're looking at 20 meters at two grams or 30 meters at one gram? Or two to with- three and a half grams over 27 to 33 meters are the stuff we're seeing. And 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 within that, you're getting high grade, uh, higher grade sections of 40-ish grams over two to four meters. But you're, we're reaching in several areas, metal factors of around 200, you know, that's that's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, no, that's those those are those are those are walk up drill targets. That's that's fantastic. And um, any any worries on the metallurgy in the area? Are there any metallurgical challenges in the operations? In the area of of what I know, there are no metallurg- metallurgical challenges. But those are things that we will be looking at early in the drill program. It's not a costly item to send a, a, a sample out to see if there are any deleterious elements. But there are none, to my knowledge, that are historically reported. Great. That looks like a really good exploration target. And I wish you luck with the drilling on well, that. Thank you very much. Um, let's go on to Chimo. Less. Please, let's do, because I think uh, we've worked very hard uh, on that project for the last three and a half years. We initiated drilling in uh, 2017. We delivered three resource estimates. Um, The past production at Chimo is about 400,000 ounces. And there is a wealth of information, over 4,000 drill holes, 60,000 assays um, that in, in, in a lot of the old mine workings and maps that we have. So we were, de- we were able to develop a very robust drill program that we engineered and we tested over 27 uh, gold zones in the last three years and, and ended up focusing only on three to essentially deliver the resource estimate. Um, but that just goes to say that there's a lot of upside potential on the other zones. We felt that if we wanted to build, build ounces rapidly, we better focus on the ones that that were obviously that had higher volume potential uh, in in the immediate. Um, and so, and so we did that. And uh, in May of this year, we delivered, or March of this year, we delivered the third resource estimate, um, 200, uh, two hundred two million ounces, uh, six hundred or seven hundred thousand uh, indicated, and one point three in the inferred. Um, but all of those resources are within 500 meters of the existing shaft and underground uh, drifts. And so, and since we had a lot of um, information or geostatistical behavior of the past producing stopes, while the uh, resource estimate people felt that they, uh, they could, you know, uh, come up with some very robust uh, metrics and algorithms to, to define the, the stopes that we're now uh, that some of our in-house engineering, um, uh, you know, was all about. And so while we were running the resource estimate work, we were also doing uh, internal uh, engineering studies, uh, namely, well, there were three independent projects. The first one was shaft haulage capacity. Uh, when this mine was shut down in 1997, well, they were hauling, I think, 1,200 tons per day. But the issue was, well, Phil, you know, if you want, you want, if you want to generate a lot of ounces per year, can your shaft take, you know, in the vicinity of five to six or seven thousand tons per day? And and that study uh, demonstrated that the shaft can. Then we ran uh, ore sorting studies, 
All right. Before we, before we get into sure. this, can I just um, ask the, what are the grades of the of the two um, of, of the two categories? So the the indicated um, remind me of the grade of the indicated category. The indicated is in the vicinity of uh, reading it off here. 3.21. Yeah, 3.2. And the, uh, the inferred 2.7? The inferred is 2.7. So there's an average grade of 2.9. Okay. Listen, I'm um, going to remind you that uh, along the highway, Goldex currently with Agnico Eagle, they're mining 1.5 grams per ton uh, at 1.5 kilometer depth. And there's another example, uh, Young Davidson by Alamos, that they're mining, their cutoff grade is going to be one point seven and they're going to be mining 2.7 underground at 1.5 kilometers on their uh, on the young davidson mine and so the, the depth of the chima resources is, is between what and from what? surface to one uh to uh, uh kilometer depth to the down to the bottom of the shaft so it's about let me just do the maths here so um it's about one hundred eighty thousand ounces per vertical per vertical kilometer well, there's there's their past production of 400,000 ounces, add 2 million ounces. So you're looking at a system of 2.4 million ounces over a one kilometer column. So r rough rule of thumb, 2.4, uh, 2,400 ounce, uh, 2,400 ounces per vertical meter. And it's going it's, it's, it's to come down, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know how the, the, the other mines in the area are working it, but it's going to come down to your cost per ton because if you know what the so so um thanks to the data that we've got the um rock mechanics metallurgy uh behavior of you know the stope designs and stuff that is a lot of things are going are being considered within the the, the current pea we have all the hist we're very fortunate to have picked up the project with all the historical mind maps metallurgical reports rock mechanic reports and um and production reports that is being uh considered uh in, in the current pa right now i i didn't author it but on um crux commissioned a report a year ago that looked at a whole series of um underground mines operating in canada yep that's um, uh, Canadian mines, and um, the conclusions of that were that the um, the operating costs per ton were, if you're doing anything anything less than fifty thousand tons per month, um, was going to be up north of one hundred and fifty dollars a ton, but it's more likely to be in the hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars per ton, and then with the sustaining capex on top. You kind of look. At the, the the report came out and said that it was going to cost about two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars per ton to run an underground mine in Canada. I I have to admit I have not read that report. No, uh, there are a there are a whole bunch of different um, types of underground mines here. The ones that are getting more and more popular are the bulk tonnage underground mines, and effectively, yeah, you 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 seek to haul in the north of 5,000 tons per day, and, and, and you seek to produce 100 to 120,000 ounces per year. Um, otherwise, yeah, the, your, your, basic, you know, your basic costs uh, offset. You, you, got, you, you have to offset your basic cost of CapEx, OPEX, and, and sustaining cap and all that. So more than 5,000 tons per day, it's, depending on how many days a month you work, it's anywhere between 100 and 150,000 tons per month yeah 
And so, and so you, we have a 21 million ton deposit. Yeah. That I think some of the internal work is looking to to evacuate over a um, 12 year period. And it, the, so far the math works and that's why we launched the PEA. Uh, obviously what, what favors this project a lot is there are several mills along the highway. And so we're already, we've already understood that toll milling, uh, avoid building a new mill and a new tailings impoundment site is going to be one secret to success. But you always want to, you, you, you always want to understand how much, you know, what are the metrics to building your own, your own mill and, and your own tailings impoundment site. But I foresee that uh, in maybe three to five or seven years from now, it's just an evolution. Um, the uh, Ministry of Environment is going to favor a scenario where you're, you're not building a new environmental scar. Uh, and, and additionally, I, I fear that there is a certain amount or level of, of manpower in the area. And uh, if you're building your own mill and you're attracting new workers, you're just going to be poaching more from other sites. You know, it's economies of scale, I think, the whole thing. Okay, so um, you're going to be guiding your consultants to um, target a, quite a large mine, kind of a 6,000 ton per day operation to make sure you've got economies of scale and and a trucking option. So that's that's going to be your first study option, really. Is, is, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 And 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 so additionally, like I was, I was saying before, we, we also ran some ore sorting tests. And this stuff can can really be sorted. And you could basically reduce the, the, the stuff that you'd be sending to the mill by half. So therefore reducing the trucking costs and the milling costs. And, and in doing so, you're upgrading it by about 100 70 percent of, of you know of, of what you've taken from and right up that surface so will it work there are trade-offs to to to, to sorting at surface and normally you want to put the, your ore sorter underground and not have to transport your up and down the shaft but i mean um that's out of my hands and i'm not an engineer so we we have hired a group of uh uh, of, of engineers to oversee or chaperone the, the people that are running it and, and simply um, simply to get, you know, for have those people challenge themselves and run the various scenarios and, um, you know, continue to make or generate value with the Chimo Mine Project. And by once it's published, it'll, they'll have its own recommendations and actions to be taken do we want to go back and, and redrill the inferred stuff to flip it into indicated and then move on to pre-feasibility? Uh, do we want to go back and drill the the, the lens that seems to be uh, that seems to, to to occur between the the east and and the central zone, and thereby generating even more ounces? Listen, uh, it's it's open for once the PA hits hits the wire, then we'll we'll already have seen and and we'll start engineering around that as well. And um, remind me the the ore sorting. Is it is it XRF? Is it uh, a gravity? And d what size did you kind of crush it down to? So are you talking kind of primary crusher, secondary crusher, and then sorting it out from there? Or if if I recall, there was there's optical sorting on 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 the core stuff, and there was XRF sorting. 
And uh, we, they, the conclusions that we, we ground it down to, I don't remember the exact uh, size, but the more you grind, obviously the more cost you incur. So the, the, one of the conclusions is there was, you know, trial and error to be done on that end and, and, and to realize even more gains on, on the concentration, especially in the sulfide rich component uh, where there's, because there's, there's only, um, there's a, there's a lot of gold, high grade gold in the quartz and the silica component, but the majority of the gold is found in the, uh, the selvage itself, where uh, there's a uh, moderate to low grade gold in arsenopyrite rich uh, basalt and andesite, non-refractory. So not, not on the lattice, but on the fractures. Yep. Um, <clears throat> okay, good. Um, Lots to lots to process there. Um, lots to work for in 2022. Uh, the 2022 will be a, a really aggressive start for us because obviously we're we're going to be supervising a drill program in the in the Urban Barry area, just just south of Chape. and then we're also going to be monitoring the advances of the PEA, and then adjusting to the the market situation there. You know, and um, when do you think? You know, what's what's your timeline and um, for the PEA? What are you what are you thinking? Um, it's, how long is it going to take? I was told to answer Q one twenty twenty two. Well, that, that's that's quite punchy. That's well, that's it, quite it, well. We're, we have the advantage of having accelerated in the in house engineering while you know while we're doing the resource work, um, and 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 so right now the the challenge is basically just looking at the various scenarios. Um, I believe they could get the work done earlier, but I, I, I also believe that, you know, if you, you, if you create an expectancy with a precise date and that, and they fall short, people are just going to get angry and, and, and they do anyway. So. Angry. The angry of population of mining uh, investors. Um, uh, benchmarking. I'd love to see some benchmarking in that PEA because um, this this Crux report that came out, whatever it was in March or February um, earlier this year, it used some real world examples of other underground operations in Canada, which indicate to me that the that you're going to struggle below four grams a ton, and with your body at two point nine grams a ton, I've only got the information that I can see in that report. So if you, Fortunately for us, we do have local mines that are operating at lower grades. And you saw Yamana by Monarch's uh, uh, um, uh, deposit, Wazamak, and um, they're going to be gunning for a three grammar. So, I mean, there are modern examples. Uh, the Chimo mine, as I said, is a past producer. When they shut this thing down in 1997, the, the head grade was 3.8, uh, and they were they had stumbled on mining underground, so to speak, you know, even though they weren't operating, they weren't operating seven days a week and a full 300 days per year. Uh, the price of gold was $400 Canadian. Uh, they were only hauling 1200 tons per day. So, uh, and they had only recently brought on site a mill and it wasn't perfectly tweaked for the Chimo type ore. Now you're looking at a whole totally different ecosystem or you know, economic background. Gold is north of 2,200 uh, 2, Canadian. Um, you had some significant advances in metallurgy and mining um, techniques in the last 25 years. These can be 
beneficially applied to the Chimo situation. Well, I look forward to the uh, the results of the of the PEA. I remember very clearly. Uh, I, I was I had just joined HSBC as an analyst in 1997. I joined in September uh, 97, and in October the gold price went below $300 US, and it stayed there for over five years. And uh, yeah. so that was my um, my introduction to the world of um, the financial markets. I, um, but before that, I'd worked insulated from metal prices when I was a, a young geologist with Vincenzo, but that's another story. Um, well, well, today you're looking at, mecha, at you know, sophisticated mechanization of, of mines underground. And, and, uh, and, you know, and you have a very, you have a continuum between geologists, engineers, and metallurgists now that are, you know, I think the rapport is a lot closer than it used to be. And all things that could benefit the, the Chimo uh, mine project. Okay, well, I really look forward to seeing the, the PA when it comes out, hopefully sometime in Q1. Um, and hopefully, and hopefully we'll have an interview on that and, and, we'll, and I'll be all smiles. And I'll be really delighted if you've got all the local benchmarking figures from the from the, <laughs> yeah, from the other well, I'll, 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 look at, I'll look into your report that was commissioned by Crux. Uh, but again, um, it, I, I think it's it's proper to, if if we're doing if we're considering underground operations, that we consider them very local to the Abitibi, uh, Ontario and Quebec side, with the with the manpower costs and and the electrical costs and everything. You know, uh, not comparing it to something out in the B, in BC. It would it's not you know. Yeah, not and of course, one of the advantages um, of Quebec is um, low power costs. Yep, and. And the and the proactive fiscal approach that Quebec has of providing appropriate, well placed uh, tax holidays in 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 the very difficult you know first few years of a mine, and 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 these things can actually be mathed into the scenarios and 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 uh, yeah so yeah Q1 2022 will be a uh, will be a good uh, start for us I believe. You've been beaten up and you've been smacked over the head with the um, with the share price in the last couple of months, yep. um, and companies need to demonstrate growth and they need to demonstrate increased value per ton. And if you've got the growth potential through Fenton, and you've got the value per ton possibility through Chimo, yep. great stuff. Absolutely. Listen, uh, it's in the last ten years. Uh, the September to November was always a very difficult difficult you know, period for us, tax loss selling. And in, in the recent two to three weeks, we had an institution uh, bail over 7 million shares. Uh, so that was a particular situation. And so we're going to weather that storm. We have $6.3 million in the bank. We have a very robust project in Chimo. We have a very exciting new adventure in Fenton. And onwards, we're always looking to create value and um, avoid the mistake of the... Um, I believe of the information drop that we put our shareholders through in 2021, we're looking to be a lot more aggressive and dynamic uh, in 2022. Before I let you go, sorry, we're so close to wrapping up. Um, you've mentioned in the past um, M&A. Am I right in thinking that now your focus is not on M&A um, and if it comes, it's, it's fortuitous, but you're actually just gonna concentrate on um, controlling your own destiny through driving value through China? The right answer to that is that it's not that we're not focused on m and It's just that finally we are absolutely prepared if it comes around. 
and 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 we won't be scrambling for you know uh, we, we know the value of our project we have money in the bank so we're able to more calmly face that situation if it happens and uh, we're not necessarily calling shots there right so we're more prepared for the M and A and and if it happens and we hope it happens because we're not we're not looking to develop this ourselves. If, 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 if a junior company today says it's going to build a mine here in Valdor, well, it's a tall order because they have to find the personnel. They have to find the capital. Um, the situation is not easy. So, yeah, we're open for it and we're more prepared for it. Good. Uh, on that note, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with my questions. I look forward to catching up in the, in the months ahead. Um, Philip, thank you very much. Thank you, Merlin. Have a nice day. You too.